Hi there. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Amber West with the Rome Floyd Chamber, and we are joined today by Mary Rico Evans, <laughs> our office manager at the Chamber, and then Sierra McKnight from a Teen's Choice and Lynn Green from P Flag. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. How are we doing? You also mentioned Caroline, the intern, is yes, here. Yes, Caroline, the intern uh, from a Teen's Choice. <laughs> she's, she's not mic'd up. She's just over there. In, she's in, hanging out today. She's, yeah, she's the studio audience. So, <laughs> so thank you for being here. Uh, hello again. Thank you for being here. Um, okay, so just off the top, we kind of like to go around for just a minute or two to kind of get a big overview of what your organizations are about. Um, and then, you know, the conversation just kind of goes where the conversation goes. So, uh, Lynn, let's start with you. All right, I did, I did a little bit of Googling, mm-hmm. but PFLAG is this acronym. Mm-hmm. So if you could tell us a little bit about what it stands for and what your organization does, which I think will be self-evident once you tell us what the, the acronym right. stands for. Well, and actually, it is no longer an acronym. Okay. Um, it is its own word um, because the old acronym isn't really current language. Um, so we were thinking of changing the name of the organization, but PFLAG is so well known um, nationwide that we just refer to ourselves as selves as PFLAG. Um, and we, I am the president of the PFLAG Rome chapter, which started last fall. And so we are um, a support for the LGBTQ plus community, uh, their parents, friends, families, and allies. So that's interesting. So the, the P flag initially stood for, uh, but it's become its own word. You just, it's, it's right. like, it's like, wait, what did it initially stand for? Parents, friends, and family. Uh, uh, lesbians I, and gays. Yeah, right, right, right. And, you know, little outdated wording. Right. So we, uh, we don't use the acronym anymore. But you kept the brand. We kept the P flag brand. There yes. you go. I got you. Um, okay. So we'll dive into that a little bit more. Okay. And Sierra, um, with a teen's choice, tell us a little bit about your organization, please, ma'am. All right. So a teen's choice, basically an organization that focuses on youth girls, where we help with mentoring, social skills, independent skills, any mental wellness. So anything that they need, we try to meet that. So we also um, have a focus on literacy, where we're able to help our seniors go on college tours, help them with FAFSA, um, college applications, anything that they need. So it's an overall organization that helping our youth girls succeed. Okay. Are these both nonprofits? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you're set up. You're set up officially nonprofits. And a teen's choice. Are you a local organization started by you? Yes, sir. It's local. <laughs> it started by Sierra McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What What led you to do this? Honestly, a teen's choice. Like I tell everyone, I was running away from trying to work with girls, but it kept bringing me back, and I wanted to give them back what I wish that I had. I was a first generation college student, graduate uh, with my master's as well, so I felt like a lot of people helped me along the way, and that's what I want to give back to these girls, helping them let them know, like I see you. You know, I wasn't into sports, um, academics. I just barely did what I needed to to graduate. So I wanted to be that person where I see you. I hear you and I'm here for you. So that's what I provide for the girls. So you kind of remembered what it might have been left felt like to maybe be overlooked or feel like yes, the world's sir. were battling against you. And that's so that's what's that's what inspired you to do this. Yes, sir. All right, how long have you been doing it? Um, I started Teens Choice back it started off as a curriculum back in twenty nineteen. Now I would go to the Boys and Girls Club, to Model Elementary, just different organizations, just providing a group. And then it turned into a nonprofit in twenty twenty. Okay. Uh, and P flag 
is national, though. Yeah. PFLAG is a national so, organization. So, so you're the Rome representation. Yes, uh, we are our own 501c3, though. Okay. Each chapter is individually. And so tell us how you got involved. What inspired you to, to, to bring this to Rome? Um, so I am the parent of an LGBTQ teenager. Okay. And when he came out, I needed somebody to answer my questions because I didn't have the answers. And there was nobody that I knew in Rome that could answer my questions. Um, and so I ended up being connected with another mom of an LGBTQ teen. Um, she happened to live on the other side of the state. And she um, invited me to attend her PFLAG meetings. Um, which was fantastic because the pandemic had just started. Everything was virtual. Um, so I became a regular at the Johns Creek and Sandy Spring PFLAGS uh, meetings. And then I, I had to bring it to Rome because there is nothing here um, like this for families. And when did you do this? When did you bring it to Rome? We started conversations last March of 2021. By August, we were an approved 501c3 and we have had meetings since October. Okay. So about six months. So what, what kind of participation are, are you getting and how are you, are you off to a great start? We are. Good. Yes. Um, you know, my first meeting back in March of last year was with two um, local ladies. And I said, you know, can this even happen here? Um, is this something that would work in Rome and Floyd County? And they were so supportive. Um, so we held an interest meeting online, a virtual one. We had over 30 people call in to that first just brainstorming meeting. Um, and so that was incredibly, incredibly um, energizing, you know. And so throughout the pandemic, um, as it got started here, we uh, went through all of the hoops for PFLAG National and then also all the hoops to become a 501c3. And that became official back in August. And but for, for both of you, when did you become members of the chamber? Just <laughs> as soon as possible to help with your network network connectivity. <laughs> um, I waited. I went to a few groups back in like 2018, and then when I became a nonprofit, um, I kind of waited a little while, but I joined last month. Oh, okay. So brand spanking new. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And I we joined just a few months ago. Um, and part of that is PFLAG has no funding. And so we are in an entirely volunteer-run organization. Um, however, we are fortunate to um, partner with a great group of people with Rome Pride and um, have been able to use their resources to help us become chamber members. Uh, Amber, speaking for the chamber, people seem to tend to think chamber for-profit businesses. But you guys have all kinds of nonprofit representation, we don't you? We do. We have many nonprofit members and Eric who was on with us last time he is in charge of our nonprofit organization group and they get together and talk about all the needs that are in the community where they can help each other because it's while we can connect them with other businesses who can help but when we help them connect with other nonprofit organizations we see a really big impact and a really big change right and Mary you're as your office manager right so what, yes, are sir. you are you, are you really the one in charge <laughs> <laughs> She's I, I'm I'm the first person in the front line. Yes, I would say that um, I'm always the first person anyone talks to when they come in or uh, call the chamber. So I connect you with the right people. <laughs> what, what's your background? How long have you been at the chamber and what's your background? Oh, yeah. So I actually um, joined the chamber back in August of 2021. So about 10 months now, I think um, I'm saying that correctly. Um, 
And so a little bit about me. Um, I am originally from Rome. I was born and raised here. Um, I was born at Floyd Atrium now. Um, <laughs> I was I was born when it was Floyd Hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it became um, medical center. You know, it's, now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I graduated from Rome High School back in 2014. Um, and then I went on to um, study psychology at Kennesaw State University. And I graduated my Bachelor in science, of Science. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then and then the, the chamber called? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> they did. Um, actually, um, before I worked at the chamber, I was a manager for Publix for a very long time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I always find it interesting some of the eclectic mix of people. Some people find yeah. a career and they're they're just forever. Yeah. <laughs> and some people bounce around ten times. So, ladies, Sierra, do you? What is your full time profession, or is this your full time gig now? At a Teen's Choice, <laughs> um, I would say a Teen's Choice is my full time job but i also work at kennesaw state i teach there as well okay so yeah because you got to pay the utility bills right? yes <laughs> got got to pay the bills so is the goal to try to grow a teen's choice and so and and where are you now with is it just you do you have a lot of volunteer support um yes sir it's me um I do everything, but I also have a lot of volunteer support. Caroline from Barry. Um, I have our, a lot our studio of studio audience. Caroline, yes, yes. Um, I have a lot of workers that come from Barry. I have a lot of friends that come in and volunteer, but mainly everything is ran by um, me. Okay, so how how do you connect with these with these young ladies? Is it? Um, I mean, do they do they reach out to you? Do teachers put you in touch with somebody they think might need your your counseling, or how does that work? A lot of it is word of mouth. Uh, okay. My social media presence, I would host a group and then I have people sign up and then a lot of parents are like hey my child started going to a teen's choice I saw these improvements in my child and so then they would tell the next parent parent then the parent would call me so a lot of the referrals that I receive are word from word gotcha. word from out so and as so you're looking for funding everybody's looking for funding right yes sir, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so when you what are some of the things that we you know I was not a teenage girl obviously mm-hmm. so tell me what they're up against it's a different generation. Social media, uh, you know, we hear about bullying. We, you know, just what are you what are you coping with on a daily basis? Um, I would say social media will be number one, and it was of, more of just uh, how that affects. Yes, you know, with their um, with their identity, trying oh. to find out who they are. So that kind of plays a part of like who am I? Because social media is telling me that I am this person, but I might feel like this person. So a lot of them is trying to find out who they are. So that's why a mainly, a mainly thing that we do is identity and self-esteem because that plays a part with each other. If I'm feeling low about myself, anyone can tell me anything and I will believe it. But as long as I'm building my self-esteem, I'm going to know who I am. So that's the main thing that we try to get out of a teen's choice for you to find out your true identity so you can become the person that you want to be and not what society telling you to be. Well, and so much on social media is when you see when you're scrolling through somebody else's stuff, it's not their real life necessarily. They're showing you the best of exactly the the, 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 the you know oh look at me having a great day at the beach and I look great in this swimsuit, but that's not reality all the time. No sir, not at all. Because we all post the the wins, but we never post the losses that we take. So so they're dealing with that at a very formidable age. Yes, sir. All right. Well, actually, some similar, and I guess in in the LGBTQ world, right? Yes. Um, some of those issues as mm-hmm. well. So, but your organization comes at it from a unique perspective. You're the surrounding support, right? Which 
I, to be honest with you, I've never thought about that before. I mean, you said you couldn't get, couldn't get any help. So tell us a little bit maybe about some of the specifics that your organization does to help out. Sure. So right now we have monthly support meetings, um, and those right now are only for age 18 and up. Um, we have a group of trained facilitators that have gone through the PFLAG training that uh, facilitate those meetings. And those are for members of the LGBTQ community, for their family members, for we we have, you know, cousins show up that say, I just don't know what to say to my cousin when he, you know, after he came out to me. Um, we also have community members that are just allies and want to know how to better support our community. What, what would you say to somebody? How do you answer that question? The, the person who says, I don't know what to say to my cousin who just came mm-hmm. out. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of things not to say and a whole lot of things to say. Okay. Um, the first question that I would always ask is, how confidential is this? You know, are you telling me in in uh, to in order to keep it private, like right, in trust? Right, right, yeah. Um, because there are a lot of, especially kids right now, that are out at school and are afraid to be out to their families. So if you are a teacher and a child comes out to you, it's really, really important to not go immediately talking to the parents about it because – they might not know, and that might be um, a, a bad situation for that child. That's interesting. Sierra, do you deal with that where sometimes the self-esteem issues, they, they feel maybe more comfortable talking to you than they might be with their own family? Absolutely. That's, that's the main um, – if someone is referring them to me, it's more of like they would not talk to me. But then when they get in the office, it's a safe place. I don't live with you, so I can just be as honest and open to you, and you can be as honest and open to me. And then I let them know the confidentiality is that what you tell me, unless you want to harm yourself or harm someone else, it's between us. And a lot of kids just want to feel safe. They want to feel heard. And sometimes, as a parent, you're not able to see their point of view. So I think it's easier for me because it's like, I'm not your parent right now. I'm your mentor. Right, well, you mentioned this earlier, but I just and you just deal with young ladies, right? Mm-hmm. And no, not teen boys or anything. No, just strictly um, teens, teen, teen, teen girls. Um, and so, Lynn, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Some of the other things that maybe that the, the, the ways that can be supported. Yeah, um, you know, the biggest thing is, I, I mean, I think if somebody chooses to come out to you, that is uh, showing an incredible amount of trust that they have in you. And so just, you know, talk with them um, again, how, you know, what do you need from me? Um, You know, how can I best support you through this? Um, Just because someone comes out to you, they don't necessarily want to be your learn all about gay people person. You know, they want, you know, everybody has individual um, experiences. And um, so it is an honor and a privilege for somebody to come out to you. And it's okay to ask questions. But they are not Google. And, you know, go and educate yourself on whether they're gay or bisexual or transgender. Um, You know, what does that mean? How can you best support? Because there's a lot of resources out there. If you don't know where to find them, come to our website, email us. We will hook you up. Um, And you mentioned this was personal for you. That's how you got involved. So were you feeling, lack of a better word, were you feeling clueless? yourself were you in about how to handle it yes and 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 that's kind of why you reached out what did you what did you learn through the process um i learned all of the things that i said i said with good intentions but they were all the wrong things um and that's okay though because I, i mean 
myself and um, my child's father, we did the best that we could. You know, we answered questions. We talked through it. We made sure that we um, had our child in therapy and we were in therapy. And so we could talk through emotions. Um, And that's one of the biggest uh, things, especially for parents, is if you are struggling with your child's sexual identity or gender identity, it is completely okay to struggle. But please don't struggle constantly in front of your child because that is what harms them the most when they see that they are not accepted by their own parents. And so if you are not accepting, if you just can't wrap your head around it, um, get some help. And, and we're here. We have got a huge group um, uh, of support of volunteers um, that are already backing PFLAG and we haven't even been around that long. Um, and so there's hardly a situation that we come across that we don't know somebody who's been through that or, or dealt with that. Well, Sierra, you mentioned that part of the issues with young women are is social media. Is there anything else that they're dealing with, like at school or things like that, that we we can that pe- where people can help? They just may not be aware of that you can maybe fix on the front end, or what? What else are they dealing with uh, when they come to see you? Mostly of the girls that that deal with it is identity. Um, it's far and few that girls say I'm being bullied at school. It's just mostly that they do not fit in. Or they don't know how to fit in. So it might be, well, I want to hang with these girls, but these are the popular cheerleaders or basketball players, but I don't fit in with them. So it's mainly just, I do not fit in. So it's the old click thing of Mm -hmm. high school where you got the jocks and the popular and the, yeah. And and that's why I say it plays a lot on social media because everyone wants to go viral, TikToks, and they want to be the best dancer. They want to be the best person at it. And so it's so much pressure that they're dealing with because they want to show up for everyone so they can be seen, so they can be heard, and they lose themselves while doing that. Right. So uh, are you guys, are y'all seeking funding? What do you need from our listeners? Uh, Corporate sponsors or donations or volunteers? What what do you need? All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say all of the above as well. (laughs) Yes. No, I mean, and I'll talk um, from the PFLAG perspective. Um, We are, our membership um, runs from October through September. So you can become a member of PFLAG. Um, It's very small fee. It's $30 uh, for a year. 15 of that goes to PFLAG National to support all of the um, literacy um, and all of the materials uh, that they support uh, us with along with some online programming. They've got a podcast. Um, they've got amazing resources. Um, the other yeah, podcasts are cool. They are. They're very cool. <laughs> um, especially when you can do them in person. Uh, oh, yeah, and right. then the, um, the other $15 stays here local. Um, we have uh, been very, very fortunate um, to partner with Rome Pride, um, which is a big deal for Rome coming up. Um, at the end of June, we're having a Pride weekend, um, which you know generally happens in Atlanta or Chattanooga, um, and it's um, it's needed here. Um, and so we have an entire weekend planned with um, lots of corporate sponsors, local sponsors, family businesses, um, lots and lots of events the weekend of June 24th through 26th, and the support for that has been absolutely amazing. And you've got Wednesday, June 1st. We've got an event, right? Mary. Yes. It's, um, P flags ribbon cutting on June 1st. Um, so I invite everyone to come out and support, um, Lynn and all her team. 
Um, we're very excited. Thank you. So are we. Yes. And where where will the ribbon cutting be? Um, the ribbon cutting will be at the chamber office. Okay. Yes, we do not have a location, <laughs> so uh, we are doing it at the chamber. Your location is wherever you and your cell phone are. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> and, and your laptop. Yes. <laughs> Same with you, I bet. Is your no, lo- no yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. located 303 East First <laughs> Avenue, and our ribbon cutting is June 16th at 2 o'clock if you would like to attend. Yes. <laughs> oh, so you, you have a brick and mortar. Yes. Oh, good for you. Um Amber, did you have something that I cut you off? No, no. Oh, okay, you had you had a look on your face. Nope. So, how would people? You, you see, you say you're seeking funding volunteers. What's some contact information, or how can they reach out to you? Sure, for PFLAG, um, we have a website. It's PFLAG P F L A G Rome G A dot com. I'm sorry, dot org. Yeah. <laughs> .org. And um, we also have an email address. It's the same. It's uh, PFLAG Rome G A at gmail dot com. And we have a, a pretty active Facebook page as well. If you just search PFLAG Rome. Um, I did want to circle back around with you about, you talked about if somebody comes out to you, the things to say, but you also said there's some things not to say. What's one of the things not to say? Oh my gosh. I always, I, I, I always knew that you were gay. And that's probably one of the most common things. And it's meant to be like a reassuring, like I knew this is who you are. Um, But for a lot of people that come out, they've been struggling for a long time trying to figure out um, their identity and figure out um, their sexual orientation. And to have somebody say, oh, I knew long before you did, um, it's a little demoralizing, you know? And so, um, yeah, no matter if you've had thoughts prior to think like, Hey, that person maybe, um, but just, you know, just support them. Um, ask them again, how confidential it is. Ask them, what do they need from you? Um, and, and do your research. How big is your organization now? We have a board of six people right now. Okay. And um, we have not done a push for membership because we really just wanted to get our support. Well, you just got started. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but on average, our last month, we actually had our first in-person support meeting. They've all been on Zoom up to this point. We had our first in-person support meeting last week or two weeks ago, and we had over 20 people there. Okay, good. Um, and the idea is just to get the kids, continue to get the word out and to grow. All right. Well, are you from here originally? I am not. Where are you from? I am from Michigan. Well, how'd you end up here? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. Life, huh? Yes. Just, uh, well, it, I, sometimes I ask that question on the show too, because a lot of people are born and raised and then some people just find their way here and it becomes home. Yes. No, I came for a boy and, um, <laughs> that was 20 years ago and I just stayed. Right. And what happened to the boy? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is where you want me to edit. Yes, okay. please. <laughs> oh, Sierra, wh- where are you from originally? Rome. I'm okay. from here. Born and raised. Born and raised. And where'd you go to school? I graduated from Rome High. I attended Jacksonville State University. Okay. And was this just always something gnawing at you that you wanted to do to give back? Or or was it a recent development? No, I believe it was always in me. Um, When I graduated with my social work degree back in 2013, I started working at uh, Murphy Harps. And then I was like, no, I don't want to work with girls. I started working at Hay State Prison. And I was like, okay, I want to work with adults. I was like, I'm going to do adults. Um, I don't want to work with kids anymore. But it seemed everywhere um, I was getting a job at, it always 
center around kids. So eventually I hired a life coach and we kind of navigate through a lot of things. And that's how we birthed um, a teen's choice, the curriculum, and it turned into the nonprofit. So how many how many uh, young women are you working with now? Like, uh, roughly between 10 to 15 because I do enrollments like each month we do enrollment groups. So we have a lot of new ones. We have return girls and it roughly average between 10 to 15 girls so a is, month. So is, is the plan, I mean, would, would a girl continue to see with see you for years? Yes. Okay. So we're actually turning into a four-year program. So it's like basically when they come in, you can either be in tier one, tier two, tier three three or tier four. So that's going to average like that's going to have us where if you come in at 10, you'll be in tier one. So this like fifth and sixth grade and we're going to work on your age group. And then if you come in at 16, you're in tier three, we're going to help you get your driver license, get you a job. And if you come in a senior, you'll be in our college program. So we're trying to tier it. So uh, when the girls come in, we can have them where they need to be at. And how, how young do you start? 10, 10. Okay. Up till 18, 18. Mm -hmm. And you all you're you're mentoring all that age groups now. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. So it's like whoever signed up is the group, but I also keep the older kids separated. So if you're a senior, it's a group by itself. But usually, everyone that come in is mainly middle school. Are are the issues different, or is it socioeconomic based? Are the backgrounds different, or is this just the commonality? They're teen, they're teen girls, teen girls. Yes, yeah. So it doesn't matter background or or. No, sir. Whether the parents are divorced or anything, it's just teen girls who need your help. Yes, sir. Okay. What's what's your contact information? So we have a Facebook page. Um, it's a Teens Choice Incorporated. We also have an email, a Teens Choice. That's a t e e n s Inc. at gmail dot com. And the website is a Teens Choice. The email in the website is the same. <laughs> we, the websites can, can get to be mouthful. Yes. <laughs> also, y'all can go to uh, the Chamber website and all their contact information is on there as well. Right. Um, well, any final thoughts? We'll just kind of go around the room here one more time. Anything that you maybe wanted to make sure you, you mentioned that I didn't ask about? Uh, as I call it, the cocktail party without the cocktails. Yes. Or any contact information or events coming up, things like that. Let's just... Uh, Circle sure. back around here. So for PFLAG, um, I mentioned the support groups. We also do a lot of education. Um, we've done a book club. We actually had an author um, do the book club for us and uh, talked with us about that. Um, and we do um, advocacy. Advocacy is more at the um, national level, but we have a regional director who's working with us. And especially in um, Georgia, we have the, the South has the highest LGBTQ population in the country. And Georgia, really? yes, and Georgia is second only to Florida. Um, and so we know the population is here. And despite that, we still see a lot of political bills and laws being put into place against the LGBTQ group. Um, and so PFLAG National is really helping um, the states with advocacy. Um, and so at the local level, we're able to be involved and tell stories about um their experiences, our experiences um, here in the South. Okay. Any final thoughts, contact information? We already did your contact information. We did. I'll just clarify. It's pflagromega.org. Okay. Uh, final thoughts? Yes. Although we will love funding from everyone, I want everyone to know that we are a referral source. So whatever you need from us, please feel free to contact us. We are here for our community as well. So any any family member out there listening thinking, hey, I've got a teenage girl. Yes, uh, send her your way. Yes. <laughs> we want to be a resource for our community. Good. Caroline, any final thoughts from the intern who does not have a microphone? 
<laughs> she, she's shaking her head no. Mary? Um, I just want to thank y'all for coming and participating in our podcast and let y'all know y'all are doing such a great job for our community, <laughs> and I appreciate y'all. <laughs> thank you for having us. Yeah, one more time, the ring, the uh, ribbon cuttings, dates? Uh, June 1st for PFLAG and then at the chamber, and then for um, Sierra Teen's Choice, it'll be on June 16th at her Wow. At her store. Got it. those committed to memory. You're not even looking at any notes. Oh, <laughs> I'm impressed. Uh, uh, Amber, any thoughts to bring us home? We are just excited to have two great members here today and so many great members, a part of the chamber. So if you have any questions about the chamber, please reach out. We'd love to help you. Yeah. And you mean, people might not realize nonprofits. Yeah. It just helps. Huge part. Yeah. It helps with the, the network connections and meeting people and getting your name out there. So uh, anyway, Ladies, we do appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. Thank you so much for listening.